Previously in season one of Fear, a Love Story, Deborah started writing a crime fiction podcast during lockdown and turned to her own life with her partner, Bruce, for inspiration. But soon her fictional characters began to surprise and even scare her. Now in season two, the figure stalking Deborah's dreams turns out to be Detective Burdett. Bruce finds Burdett haunting his own dreamscape. Meanwhile, the assassins Lena and Chandler reveal their true identities. Front door lock. Check. Back door. Check. Windows. Car. No one's getting in here. So, good night, Detective Burdett. Good night, Bruce. Sleep tight. <laughs> Detective H. Burdett at your service. You didn't fight for me, Bruce. Don't put this on me. I'm new to all this. How should I know if we need a detective in the story? You do realize there is a crime in progress, and who do you think is going to solve that crime? A detective. That's who. You're not real. You're not re You can't be real. Oh, but I am. Pinch me. Go ahead, pinch me tight. Yeah, this, this can't be happening. Repeat after me. Adam and Eve and pinch me tight went down the river to bathe. Adam and Eve were drowned. And who do you think was saved? Uh-huh. Say again? Adam and Eve and pinch me tight. Adam and Eve and... Pinch and me tight are all down at the river. Adam and Eve drowned. Who is saved? Pinch me tight? Ow! Now you know I'm real. Have a seat. How did you find this? What do you want? Well, you found me, Bruce. You found me. You took Deborah's laptop, you threatened her. I would never do that. And if you're referring to her misplaced laptop, I have it right here. Oh, so you did take it. Because it contains sensitive information. You know she's been losing her mind over it. I have every intention of returning the laptop, but I need something from you first. So you're blackmailing me now? I can't believe I'm having this conversation with a, a fictional character. Fictional? You're a made-up character. You only exist in the story, the story you got kicked out of. You've got it twisted, Bruce. I exist. You brought me into existence, but I'm fully formed. I have a drive and desire all my own, and a job to do. Which is to stop the criminal activity of a man called Chandler Allen, who is holding a young woman hostage as we speak. Well... Her study is on the left there. Deborah's a very light sleeper. She falls asleep like that. Snores like a banshee and she'll leap right up out of a full REM sleep if she hears anything suspicious. Here we are. This is it. The inner sanctum. Yep. She calls this thing the storyboard. She spends hours here mapping and color coding and 
for being honest, snagging and napping, playing table tennis, doom scrolling and looking at Instagram dog videos. But I get it now. It's all a part of the process. It doesn't fill you with reverence. She's organized. She's got a system. I can appreciate that. In my line of work, I'm essentially doing the same thing, running down leads, asking questions, looking for motive, and trying to articulate themes and sub-themes. It's story-solving. <laughs> this was going to be a weight room, you know, with an elliptical machine right over there by the window. Instead, I'm working out in the basement. I'm, I mean, it's a finished basement, but still. Good call. Married life is full of compromises. We're not married. I overstepped. Nah, it's cool. We've got our obstacles, you know, like any love story. I mean, you gotta be prepared to change. Adjust. Life's strange and tricky, I mean. Deborah had no idea I'd get this writing bug, too. But then, you wouldn't be here. Right. Are you a fan of James Patterson? I can't say that I am. I'm a huge fan. Ever since I read his memoir, The Life Stories of My Life, James Patterson, by James Patterson. It's exactly what I appreciate about this story within a story vibe she has going here. No shit. Yes, shit. I mean, think about it. We all need that freedom to explore the questions we might be too afraid to ask our real partner. Why do you love me? Do you really trust me? What's the number one thing about me you'd change if you could? Can our love outlast our arrogance and ignorance and selfish tendency? Okay. You overstep. Right there. I'm sorry. I just can't help but find it fascinating. As a detective, you know, thinking about what makes us humans tick is where it's at. What motivates a dangerous man like Chandler Allen? Let's say I'm undecided. And what's a woman like Lena looking for in a one-night stand with a verified killer? Chandler said he'd never hurt me. Lied every killer ever? Is Lena's boyfriend Wendell staging a rescue as we speak? Ex-boyfriend. What the hell are you doing here? Honey! This is Bourdain. I know who it bloody is. What are you doing in my study? We were just admiring your work and looking for clues. 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 Looking for Right like this? Huh. Imagine a time when you only had a quill to dip in ink. I'd just murder someone. <laughs> Thank goodness for voice notes. Clues to fear and time. Fear distorts our sense of time in the brain. Science fact. To defend oneself against fear is simply to ensure that one will one day be conquered by it. Fears must be faced. James Baldwin. Fears must be faced. All right, Lena, come out. 
or I'm coming in. I couldn't spend another second in there. Now what? Now we have a choice. We can keep pussyfooting around, or we can be entirely truthful. You first. I'm an assassin who wants to go straight. I was not expecting that. Gotcha. You sure did. That was like a big chunk, the whole truth, just splat. Your turn. I need a moment. How about now? Add a little to that moment. <sighs> and... now? Now's good. I'm an assassin. Moonlighting as a captionist with one last job to do. Wow. Feels good, doesn't it? I don't know. Okay, now what? It depends. Are we in this together? I'd hazard a yes. You're not wrong. I'm not saying no. But you have doubts. More like questions? Oh, what questions? Ah, damn it! You scared the crap out of me, and my sleep no less. Well, you've been keeping me up all night. That and the nightcap. Ugh, no more slivervits for me. Where did you even find that? Lovescotch.com. It's called Assassin's Creed Plum Brandy. I thought you approve. Let's save it for our suicide pact, should things ever come to that. <laughs> Do. Looks like you had a productive night, though. Are you seriously reading James Patterson's memoir? I'm not a literati. I like lit karate. That's not going to change, babe. <laughs> I don't want you to change. Good. Because I don't want you to either. I wasn't planning on it. I'm sorry I broke your pencil. You broke the spare. I've got to order a new laptop. Can I use your gift card? You want to use the gift card you gave me to buy yourself a new laptop? Questions? Well, wait. Oh, that's it. Ah, I need to write this down. And she's off. We never really question the tropes of going straight or one last job. But if we really ask ourselves how hard it is to finish something or become someone better, someone else entirely, I mean, it's damn near impossible. So the question is... How can two assassins really fall in love? I mean, if we've got the same bad habits, lying, plotting, manipulating, maneuvering, don't we kind of cancel each other out? All we need is a new rule. Just one. One golden rule. Do tell. No more killing. What? No more killing. I heard you, but I mean, how is that going to work? We kill the will to kill. That sounds a lot like people don't kill people, guns do. Guns held by people do. Exactly my point. So the people need to stop holding guns, stop using them, stop finding excuses to use them. Kill the will to kill. Kill that blind desire to extinguish another living thing. And replace it with what? Love? Flowerless chocolate? I don't know, I'm not Gandhi. Chocolate. And now that's all I can fucking think about. So weak. Hun, you're gonna wanna see this. What? What is it? Oh, it's so irritating when he does this. Everybody, we have some breaking news from Pfizer. Meg Terrell joins us right now. Meg, good morning. 
Good morning, Becky. This is the news that we've been waiting to hear. Pfizer and BioNTech reporting the first results from their phase three vaccine trial, saying that in this interim look, the vaccine showed to be more than 90% effective in preventing COVID-19 cases. COVID-19 vaccine is approved. Hello, future. Amazing. I mean, it's crazy how this has been hanging over us, right? Oh, yeah, dire pandemic playing in the background of your life and plans. Haha, <laughs> but do care. Carry on. Oh, babe. Are you crying? I'm just so relieved. It's just. It's a lot. It is. You old softy. Come here. Expect to reach in the third week of November, which essentially is next week. Um, now, Pfizer CEO Albert Borla saying in their release morning, quote, today is a great day for